In light of the saddening and tragic news regarding residential schools in Canada, we would like to issue a content warning for this episode arc. Though these episodes were recorded in January and have no direct affiliation, these episodes do contain content regarding searching for a body and a gravesite. Listener discretion is advised. We at the Fantasy Fantasia podcast stand with the Indigenous peoples of Canada. Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad. A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. New England's hardest-cutting journalist, Reed Moore, managed to track down Kane and Iris through the security of the treetops' dorms. The couple had to walk a fine line with Reed, as Kane refused to put Iris in danger for his actions. Meanwhile, Dr. Egan, Zack, and Evelyn made the choice to remedy Kane's murderous actions without putting the society in danger. Dr. Egan disguised herself as a rookie cop for recon, Zack heralded the searchers to Abel's grave, and Evelyn attempted to throw off the case by changing the identity of Kane's ID in his wallet found on the scene. All seemed to believe them, except Sergeant Bull Steele, who managed to evade the group and sneak away mysteriously. Just as Reed was beginning to unravel the ever-building mysteries on campus, Bull Steele broke into Iris's room and placed Kane under arrest. Our chapter closed on a terrified Iris trying to hold it together. Welcome back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 27. If it bleeds, it leads. Our camera cuts back a few months prior to this, on the night that Zack and Egan broke into the police station, breaking out the hive and causing all that disruptance. And Bull Steel gets angry and says that he wishes that he could figure out what's going on on this campus. And a little boy in a school uniform walks up behind him and claims that he can help. Bull Steel looks at him with confusion and anger and says, What the fuck is some kid doing here? Hey, kid, where, where are your parents? And he walks up to him, and with a snap of his fingers, the kid looks at Bull Steel, smiles, snaps his fingers, and Bull Steel gets lifted off his feet and slid into the wall. You can hear his back crashing, and an outline of him gets broken into the drywall of the investigation room. And he falls to the ground, and the little boy smiles with his long smile that goes up to his ears. And he says, Oh, you silly goose, I'm not a boy. Although I do like this costume, don't you? It's a fun one. <laughs> and he runs up to the table and jumps up onto the evidence table with his legs swinging because they don't reach the bottom. And he says, So I hear that you want to figure out some of the creepy shit that's happening and why so many people are dying on campus. I see you're bored. Wow, you have no life. And he points to his investigation <laughs> board that's beginning to grow with red string. And Bull Steel in dismay just 
you can see his eyes kind of register what's happening. And he has a moment of understanding and says, Can you help me? Well, of course I can, you silly goose. That's what I do. And he bops him on the nose with a single finger. Boop. But it is going to cost you something. We are in a university after all, and that is basic economics. And he smiles at Bullsteel, and Bullsteel says, What do you want from me? Oh, I just want something small. It's nothing much. It's just your soul. You won't even miss it. Ha. <laughs> And just to sweeten the deal even more, <laughs> I will throw in that you will find out everything going on on campus and be immune to all the mystery going on. Think of it, people are disappearing and dying and things are upside down. <laughs> you won't be affected by any of that because, well, I think I could say, Bullsteel, you and I both know that it's not just a coincidence what's going on, is it? Boop! He bops him on the nose again. <laughs> so, do we have a deal? After all the pain you cause people, do you want to actually save some? Because lots of people will need saving bull steel. If we don't do this right, a lot of people will die like this many. And he holds out his hands really wide for him to see. And bull steel still looks pretty hesitant. And the demon sighs and goes, Ah, well, I guess you're not convinced. Here, I'll give you a freebie. And the... Demon Bestie extends his hand and you see his finger is glowing green and he touches Bullsteel on his forehead and you see it leaves a little green spot and Bullsteel's eyes kind of close as the green spot oozes down into his veins, into his eyes and he sees something horrible. Whatever he sees is unknown but it doesn't take long. His eyes open and we see the remnants of the green disappear and Bullsteel is terrified and shocked and the Bestie goes... See? I told you, it's really bad if nothing's done. Like, really bad. <laughs> so, what do you say? And a single tear falls from Bullsteel's face in reaction to what he's just seen. And the bestie <laughs> extends his hand out, and Bullsteel takes a moment and matches the gesture with his hulking hand in response. And the two shake, and Bullsteel just whispers, Yes. Yes, I accept any, anything to stop what's happening. Excellent, says the bestie, his giant smile curling up to his ears. The first thing you will want to do is track down the student known as Kane Kaufman. He will have all the answers you need. Prove to me that you are stronger than him, Bullsteel. I need someone to bear my standard in the battles to come. And, well... Kane is your best competition. <laughs> you had Mo Picton, and he gestures towards Mo Picton's box, which holds the talisman, which actually is the thing that summoned the bestie in the first place. Again, we're still in the evidence room. And the bestie goes, but he proved himself unworthy of my standard. Prove that you are better than Kane, and do it fast. And as Bull Steel, with newfound energy and fear, exits our camera fades away. And welcome back, everybody, to <laughs> Undergrad Monster Hearts Tale. This is, of course, brought to you by the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast and Tall Tale Theater Collective. How is everyone doing this evening? Fantastic. A little scared. 
<laughs> we do just want to give a welcome back to our guest NPC, uh, Dan McDonald, who will be playing Reed Moore. Dan, welcome back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me once again. I'm excited to be back on campus. <laughs> We're excited to have your sexy voice on this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. We do have some really good news. Uh, Steph got her very first level up. Yay! Yay! <laughs> this is what happens when you roll 11s all the time. Yeah, that is exactly. rare, man. <laughs> yeah. So, Steph, why don't you tell us what you took in your new level up? Yeah, so I took the rest of the witch's hexes. Um, so that's two additional hexes that I get to use. One is called Ring of Lies. And so that is... Whenever the person that I've hexed attempts to lie, they hear a piercing ringing noise. And if they tell a really big lie, it could make their knees buckle, it could disorient them. And if it's like an extreme severe lie, it could cause them like physical or mental harm or even brain damage. Oh so my God. that's wow. one of them. I'm so glad Kane's come clean at this point. Oh my God, that would have been devastating. Right. And then the second hex is called watching. And so that one, I enter a deep sleep and I can see the world through the eyes of the person that I've hexed. I can feel their reactions to and impressions of what they are seeing. So That's yeah, some fun cool. stuff. Nice. Very cool. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Steph. <laughs> the witch is so and, handy, man. <laughs> and we do have more good news for you listeners. Carla leveled up too. Honestly, I've done... Ooh, Four level ups. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a lot. Yep. It's Just a bit. Yeah, but good news, I actually took a move that's handy to someone other than Iris this time. Um I took a move from a skin called the Cassandra. Um Ooh, which I believe is skins. some kind of or she I think it was an oracle in I don't I don't know what she is an oracle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the move is, is called uh, Jimmy's Stuck Down the Well. So basically when something bad is happening or just about to happen somewhere that I'm not um, and I want to intervene, I can roll dark. And on a 10 up, I know exactly where I need to go and get there just in time to intervene. On a 7 to 9, I get there late in time to intervene, but not prevent it altogether. And on a miss, I get there, but I get in trouble myself. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks, Carla. Yeah, that's a really cool move. I'm excited to see you use it. Well, let's see how you all get out of this one. The answer is we're not. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely probably the most intense shit you've all ever been in. So let's see and read more. Let's see how this all plays out with you, too, as the hunt for the greatest story continues. Bum, bum, bum. Let's go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Our camera opens up on a smiling Reed sitting oh, no. back in a chair, drinking <laughs> scotch. You're you're just hitting the end of your scotch, Reed. So it, it just it's mostly just like really icy at this point and satisfying, especially that you just saw someone get arrested. You can even see some of Kane's blood still dripping from under the door, and like a part of the tooth that shattered when he got thrown on the ground has kind of slid out to, to the carpet. And you can see it, and uh, you're looking at Iris who. At this point, I would assume is like a few shades of, of green. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's slowly going for um, a scotch, too. <laughs> she's hoping She's hoping if she can get a little drunk, she can lie a bit better. <laughs> yeah, so Reed's sitting there, yeah, sipping yeah. a scotch. Yep, and Iris is like shakily pouring. So, Iris, your uh, friend has seen better days, and I've... 
tasted better scotch. <laughs> she like whips around and like sips a bit herself and she goes, well, this is the first scotch I've ever had and I think it's pretty good. And um, no, Kane going to jail is not a good thing. I am very <laughs> mad and my heart is pounding. And what does it mean when you're having trouble breathing? And then she like takes like a big gulp of scotch. <laughs> I'm glad you're having a drink, Iris, and he finishes off the rest of his scotch. Now, this leaves you and I in a very interesting predicament. Your buddy just got arrested. We know where the body is. There's $100,000 hanging on this, a lead story that's going to make me a star, and I still think there's some missing pieces to this puzzle. <laughs> she chokes on her scotch. <laughs> <laughs> What is it you're not telling us, Iris? Mm. Um, that I don't really like scotch very much. <laughs> well, it's cheap scotch. <laughs> <laughs> How about you show me where the body is? I just want to see if there really is a body or if you're not bluffing, and then we'll discuss our options from there. She finishes the rest of the scotch and then puts it down on the, the dresser table and looks and says, mm, just so I'm like clear on how this whole all works, if I say no and just sit on the ground and refuse to speak or move, what happens? Well, if you say no, I'm pretty sure I know where the body is. And I have a lot of information that you and your buddy just told me. I can tell them I'm pretty sure these two know who killed our young Abel. I get a great story. I solve the crime and you two can figure it out. Tell the truth or don't. You burn for the murder. So what's it going to be? <laughs> she like stares wide-eyed and she goes, um, it's cold out. I'm going to need my jacket. I, it's just in the closet right there. And she walks to the closet and she's going to go for her jacket, but at the same time, um, find the pin that's on the jacket and like press it or whatever you can do to like mm. let the other know, mm -hmm. let the others know what's happening. Okay, can you give me a gaze into the abyss roll to see how much the group can see from your pin message? Oh, dice gods, be, be kind to me. That's an 11. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Okay, so Iris, here's what happens. You kind of condense everything that's happened this whole, you know, past few hours into a single thought. And you hold the pin tight and you feel almost an electric pulse from your brain into your fingers through the pin. And it's a bit of a shock. And that's it from your perspective. You throw back on your coat and you enter the room and you're staring again at a patiently sitting Reed Moore just waiting for you. I want to invoke a move, Eric. I don't know if I do it now or closer to, but um, she's going to turn to him and say, Okay, um, I will begin taking you to where I think the body is, but it may have moved slightly. Um, and she's going to use the constant bargain that the Fae has, if I can. Sure thing. Um, basically what it is is when someone asks you to do something important for them and you do it, I roll with hot on a 10-up, they lose a string on you and you gain one on them. On a seven to nine, you choose one or the other. On a miss, you've shown that they can walk all over you and they take a string on you. <laughs> oh God. Oh. oh shit, okay. So do you want to invoke that now? I think I can, yeah, because she's going to start taking him there, yeah. Yeah, okay, give me give me a hot roll, please. <laughs> Come on, get that string. <laughs> I hope I want it so bad. Oh my gosh, I'm rolling so well today. That's a 
13. I rolled an 11 yeah. plus 2. Okay, nice. So because this is Dan's first time playing as Reed, we're actually not going to do strings with him, but Iris, I'll gift you the string for that, okay? So it's not going to be the full move, but it'll be close enough, okay? So Iris, you now have a string on Reed. <laughs> and Reed, what are you doing right now? I'm putting my drink down. Uh, I just, we open the door and I, I light up a cigarette and say, so tell me about this mystery group who supposedly killed Abel. Okay, I can actually tell you about this. Um, we don't know a lot about them. The only thing we know is that we think their lair is maybe underneath um, some kind of flower pattern at Coffee Josh's. So, I mean, if you wanted to go there, I mean, I think that's where a lot of the bad stuff is actually coming from. At least as far as we know. Iris, you hear clopping slowly up the stairs. <laughs> she she tries to keep him talking. Um, so she turns and says, yeah, um, we were in the coffee shop once, and I think the place is underneath um, my friend Josh, who owns the place. Um, him and Kane aren't really good friends, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but the office, I think it's somewhere in the office, maybe? I don't know. But, I mean, that's something that we could check out, and I think it's connected to more of the bad stuff on campus. Is the clopping getting louder? Yes, Iris, it is getting louder, and it's getting louder and louder, and it finally crescendos in a loud bang. And you can see that Carrots has headbutted the door, as obviously he doesn't have hands. And Iris and Reed, you are face to face with the angry pony Carrots. And Reed, even though you're in a disguise, he knows your scent very well. And Iris, you can hear from his perspective the pony goes, Look at this fucking pretty boy here. Help! She just, she just turns to the pony and says, Help me! And can she run past him? Can she run past the pony? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have you roll run away. Okay. And Dan, to match that, as she's rolling plus volatile, please also roll plus volatile for her. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, good. That's a four. Oh, hey, I got a experience. Oh, no. I got a four, too. <gasps> oh. oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here's what happens. Iris, you bolt towards Carrots, and it excites Carrots. It takes him off guard. He's like, oh my god, what the fuck? And Reed, you kind of go to react just based on, you see a horse panicking, right. and you're just kind of trying to get out of the way. And what happens, Iris, is as you're running towards Carrots, Carrots run towards you and jumps over you as you slide <laughs> under him, but his back hoof clips you in the nose. <laughs> And you just feel your nose break again. Oh, this has happened before! Oh, no. This sucks! And Iris, you are going to take one harm from getting hit by the hoof. She gets taken back to the moment she slammed into the door in the first arc. He has some deja vu there. <laughs> And Reed, you have this pony coming at you, and this pony clears over Iris from your perspective, rears up, and kicks you with its front um, hooves, and um, because you rolled a four, I'm going to say it knocks you backwards onto the ground and does you one harm. Oh, who the hell It's a horse into a dorm room anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Iris just, like, is, like, running down the hall and she says, thank you, carrots, and then she turns around and she just starts yelling, I'm in danger, Jeeves, please help me. Danger, fire, water, whatever, just help. She's <laughs> just yelling. And on that, our camera fades away as we're kind of left with carrots, um, like Darth Mauling, like uh, going back and forth in the hallway, waiting for Reed to stand up and Reed, you're looking at like a pissed off pony. <laughs> 
and you 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 can't hear this read, but Iris, the last thing you heard Carrot say is, "I'm gonna fuck you up with a hit piece you wrote about the Triple Crown, you snooty bitch." <laughs> that son of a bitch ruined my nose job. <laughs> And Reed, as you begin to square up against a pony, our camera is going to fade from this scene. <laughs> our camera opens back up in the woods near the lake to Dr. Egan, Zach, and Evelyn. Now, last we saw you three, Zach, you were heralding everyone over with your siren song to begin the search. You had all decided that enough was enough. You weren't going to put up with Kane's poor decision-making, and you were going to help to give Abel's story, his chapter, some, some positive resolution and do some good, and also not put the society in risk. So at this point, most of the volunteers have found their way here. Zach, your siren song is over, and they are beginning the very planning stages of this digging area. So they're kind of starting to excavate with their hands and shovels um, this small area around you. So what do you all do? Um, okay, so I, the previously what happened was I had been talking to Bull Steel. he left, and he just kind of disappeared, right? He vanished without a trace, yes. So I, I lean over and I, I talk to Evelyn and, uh, and and Zach and I say, Is there anything that we can do? I think we've done everything we can now. Now Abel and his family can get peace and Abel can have a proper final resting place. Yes, of course. Um, all right, now we have to worry about about what's what's happening with Kane and Iris. Um, I have an idea. Um, Eric, do I, with my costume uh, or my, my disguise of the, the rookie policeman, um, do I also have like a walkie-talkie? Oh, totally. Okay. Right now, I think that we need to take control of the situation. Um, I'm going to pretend that called this, so this search off. All right? What do you think? I mean, that could buy us some time. Yeah. Yeah, but what happens when Bull Steel tells them the search is still on? That's a good point. <sighs> well, wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Bull Steel. He's an idiot. What if we just <laughs> pin the whole thing on that fucker? <laughs> that sounds like actually a good plan, Zach. <laughs> yeah. We just need, like, some proof. How do you get DNA off a dude? Um, maybe we, like, toss in his baseball card collection with the body and kind of <laughs> dig it up, then dig it real quick back to where it is. I don't know, man. He probably has a hobby. I can use my magic to make them think that they see Bullsteel's ID on the body. He's hurt people and has abused his power ever since we met him, so maybe it's good to put some focus on him. Does he have anything, um, distinctive, like a button or... Um, his hat, or, or something like that. Besides his hulking mass, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about a piece of ID, like his business card, or... His badge? His badge, yes. His badge, yeah. It's a pretty big piece of, of evidence, though. Could you, Do you think that you could make somebody see that? I could try. All right. Well, I believe in you. Now, would it actually be his badge, or would we have to get that thing and then... You know. No, it wouldn't be his badge. It would be making mm. them think that they see it. So the crowd is continuously digging. So Evelyn, what would you like to do before they get to the bottom? 
let's hope this works. And uh, Evelyn is going to, um, she's going to start uh, chanting and staring at the burial site and she's going to try to cast illusion to make them see, uh, to make them think that they see Officer Bullsteel's um, badge when they un uncover the body. Let's give it a roll. Okay. Okay, that's an eight. Okay, um, so on a seven to nine, you get to choose one of these. The casting does you one heart. The hex has a weird side effect, or you trigger your darkest self. <laughs> I'm going to have it um, give me one harm. One harm. Okay, so because you picked the one harm, Steph, um, I'm just going to level with you. If you picked the weird side effect, I would have made the hex spell not last very long. So because you take the one harm, you give some of your life essence into this. I feel like you don't want this thing to disappear too quickly. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so you're going to give of your essence of yourself and take one harm, making the spell more powerful. And Zach, you just see Evelyn kind of muttering this incantation and doing this very these like minimal hand gestures and even you zach you see this you swear that you see bull steel's badge glow and appear in the dirt mound and then it sinks down into the burial site to presumably get close to the body shit man cool you guys know so many like freaky random languages you gotta <laughs> teach me that shit uh, maybe when all this is done and we actually get a break deal it's a date you said it we're gonna do it. <laughs> oh god. What did I get myself Don't into? worry, man. I'll teach you some like high vampiric shit. Uh, it was great. Um, okay, I mean I, I I guess that could come in handy. Uh thank you. Yeah, Zach, I'm gonna say you you definitely at least picked up five words of high vampiric because you said that you were listening to see how metal it was. So like you, you at least know like five. You don't know what they mean, but you know them. Uh. That's about as much Italian as I know, so that's perfect. <laughs> So as that scene is playing out, we cut back and see that the volunteers have made a lot of headway. The area that they have dug is very, very wide. It's starting to get deep, probably about two or three feet deep at this point, and they're getting ever closer. And Egan, you rejoin the group, but before all three of you get a chance to chat, your head snap back and you can feel the burning of your pin. And because Iris rolled so well, I'm going to let this play out like a mini movie <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> And in your minds, you see some snippets. You see Iris and Kane flying towards the treetops. You see Kane in a hurry heading to open a door. You see Reed Moore opening the door instead and looking <laughs> directly at Kane with the hunger for a story in his eyes. And then it flashes a little bit further and you see Bull Steel kicking down the door and throwing Kane to the ground and arresting him. And finally, you see Iris grabbing a coat and making her way back to Reed Moore, who's patiently waiting, as if they're about to exit out into the night. And everything fades back to the forest. <laughs> That's not good. Jeez, okay. Should we go to the treetops, or are they coming here? Because that wasn't clear at all. <laughs> I, I mean, she was putting on a coat, so I'm guessing they're yeah. coming outside. Yes, I... I imagine that he probably wants... He, he was saying that he was interested in the lake, so we should probably expect that he'll come here. Should we try to intercept them? But you need to be here to maintain the spell, don't you? No, she took the harm, so she gave her essence, so it's going to maintain it a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, the, the, spell, the spell should be good, so I am fine with doing whatever you need, whatever you think is best. 
Hey, guys. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be helpful, but uh, the hive is kind of with the group of people. If they come over here, I can see through them. So even if we miss Iris uh, by a couple minutes, who knows, uh, we'll, we'll know that they're not there. Or they are there. Okay, uh, that sounds yeah. good. Super useful superpower. Here we go. <laughs> Just reinforcing that. Um, now, um, I have an idea. I, I like what you said about uh, about uh, putting this on Bullsteel. We could convince him that he's involved in this larger plot of of missing. What was that? What was that boy's name that uh, went missing? It was like uh, one of those those fraternity names. Um, Chadley. Chadley. Yes. Yes. Whatever happened to him? Do we know? Did he did he no. re-enroll in the in school? I don't think we ever heard of what happened to him. Did we? No. I don't think so. Yeah. The very last you would have heard from Chadley is that he got released from prison and then just fucking disappeared. Yes. Hmm. You know, I have an idea about what I could say, and, and I can do that in this disguise. You know what? Here, why don't we try to intercept them, and then when we meet up, just introduce me as an anonymous source, right? Don't mention my name. Don't, okay. and obviously don't let them know that I'm actually Egan. Of course not. And I think I know what to do. Okay, so, um... Let's head back this way. This is this is this is the way to treetops, isn't it? This is the li- likely the way that they they'll be coming. And as you all make your way down the woodland path that leads to the treetops to confront Reedmore and save Iris, our camera closes on the group of volunteers as they dig and dig and grow ever closer to Abel Granfield. And on that, our camera fades away. Our camera opens on Kane Kaufman. Oh no. <laughs> you get rushed out of the treetop storm and like all the commotion that happens. Um, every time someone pops their head out, Bullsteel like holds his badge. He's like, get the fuck inside, police investigation. And they're like, oh my God. And they're just terrified of this guy and, and, and hide and he, and he drags you out and you notice that he pulls you out into the main lobby and Jeeves goes, I say here, sir, what do you? And he says, shut the fuck up, old man. Don't make this messy. This is a murder investigation. Back off or I'll arrest you too. And Jeeves kind of reluctantly gives up but looks at you with this like assured, like, masticate, I shall help you. And you get dragged out into the foyer and through the doors into the, the warm, rainy night. And you get thrown into a blacked out van. This isn't a police car. And immediately a bag is thrown over your head, Kane, and it has a very suspicious chemically smell, almost chloroform-like, and you oh, fall oh asleep. God. Oh my god, this isn't right. And Kane, as you're in this half-awake, half-asleep, you know, realm, you don't feel much about what you're going through, but you do feel a few harsh turns. The road has become much more bumpy, and Kane, after... I mean, it's hard to know how much time it's been. You feel the bag get pulled off of you and someone slaps your cheek gently and you wake up and you see that you're in a totally tinted out van. All the seats have been taken out except for the seat that you're in, Kane. And Kane, to your right is this massive conspiracy board all over the side of the van. Oh my God, you made it mobile. You made it mobile, I yell out loud. (laughs) 
This is our mobile operation. Shut up. Bull Steel says, as you hear from the front, you can hear the driver go, hey, uh, Sergeant, you, you, you sure this is the protocol? And he turns around and you hear him whisper something and, and the person driving is silent. And he turns back around and he says, Kane Kaufman. It's been a while, Kane. I feel like the last time I investigated you, I thought that you did the Coffee Bob killings. It turns out that my instincts were right, though the situation was wrong. No, asshole, your instincts are wrong, too. It's your instinct to kidnap someone and interrogate them like this? This is so illegal. Once this gets out what you're doing here, you're screwed. So you better let me go. <laughs> Kane, you have to understand that I don't plan on letting you go until I know everything that I need to know. And, oh yeah, you're super innocent. He pulls out your wallet and throws it back at you. <laughs> Found that on the burial site, you murderous piece of shit. I'm not saying shit to you. Go ahead, do your worst. This is gonna be a big mistake. You better let me go. Hmm. Save it for somebody who cares, Kane. Out of the 50 people who are on campus that night, you just happened to be seen with him by the Zamboni driver. Oh, and I find out that you're pretty much roommates, or at least neighbors in the dorms. So please save your shit for someone else. But it's not just you I care about, Kane. You're a miserable sap of shit as far as I'm concerned. This is what I care about, Kane. And he points to the red string chart all over the right side of the van. And he says, nothing adds up. Like, and, and you see, Kane, that it's got a thing about the Coffee Bob killings. And all of that is on there. And it talks about a whole missing vice president, you know. And it says, why was this covered up since Vice President Silvertree is gone? And all these other mysteries that are related to the things that have been going on. And he says, it, it doesn't make sense. Coffee Bob started killing everybody in that whatever it was called welcome mystery arc whatever the arc was called <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> he says and then there was a frat house that exploded there was violence around it and and, and now, now the vp's gone missing kane what i need you to tell me cut the shit and be fucking useful once in your life tell me who's pulling these strings i know you know something why are my superiors not being notified nobody knows about any of this mystery kane what is going on Kane starts laughing, and he's like, I literally forgot that you are campus police. You're not even a real police officer. Oh my god. And he starts laughing, and uh, in this moment, he's, he's, he's just kind of trying to buy some time, actually, as much as he believes that to be hilarious. Um, I want to use one of my bargains. It's called Uncanny Voices, just to kind of assist me in this conversation. So how it works is I can give the dark power a string in order to realize a secret about someone that I'm talking to. The owner of that character will reveal one of their secret fears, secret desires, or secret strengths and they get to choose which interesting just okay. to see if i can get some information that might give me an edge here yeah 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 let's do this i know the uh i know my bestie isn't necessarily my bestie right now do you need me to roll dark to use any of my powers yeah that's a good point the bestie's kind of working against you so let's roll dark please that's a nine. Ooh, a nine okay so partial success how would you like this to play out kane Basically, uh, Kane's kind of looking for secret information about Bullsteel that he may not want anyone to know, whether it's a mistake he's made in the past or something that can kind of undermine him and give me a bargaining chip, if you will, like maybe a blackmail chip or something along those lines. 
Okay, cool. So this move is called Uncanny Voices. So, Kane, as you channel this dark, demonic energy within you, I'm going to say that when you speak, it comes out like 10 or 15 different voices all at once, like the bowels of hell itself are speaking through you. Oh, sweet. That's cool. Yeah. So what do you want to ask him, Kane? What is your greatest fear? Hmm. His eyes flash towards you, Kane, and it's like your demon powers. He's unable to not answer. He, he feels compelled, and he looks down, and he takes a moment, and he says, <laughs> I know that I am brutal and harsh, but I have been shown something recently. I have been shown evidence by a trusted confidant that everyone on this campus is in danger, Kane. Everyone will die if I don't save them, and I don't have time for useless turds like you to get in my way. I will always stop you and the crowd that you are following because you will put us directly in jeopardy. You will lead us to death. This is so much bigger than Captain Fox Holly or my job. It could go all the way up to the fucking deans for all I know. All I know, Kane, is that something is wrong on this campus. It is sick and it will die. All I know is that we're not being given the full story. And he walks up to you and says, And how fucking dare you talk to me like that, you smartass. And Kane, his massive fist winds up and punches you right square in the face. Oh, man. And you feel your lower jaw snap. Oh, my God. As he just unhooks your lower jaw and it's going to do one harm to you. Okay. My hands are obviously tied, right? Yes. Behind your back. Okay. And he says... Now, I'm done asking nicely. Tell me what I want to know. And he turns around and you see that he pulls out two battery ends and tsh, tsh, oh my God. kind of snaps them together and what says, Sorry, I guess I should have clarified. This isn't strictly speaking a legal arrest. I'm taking things into my <laughs> own fucking hands. And I'm going to find out what I need to know from you right now. Maybe if you put my job back, I'll fucking speak. Dick. And to the best of his useless jaw ability, he tries to spit on it, but it just kind of dribbles down his chin. <laughs> it's bloody. So that's how it's going to be. Dude, my jaw. Put my fucking jaw back. If you fucking insist. And he wraps a bandage around your head, Kane, so your jaw's just kind of being held together. Enough that you'd be able to speak right now. Listen, man. Me and my friends, we we know that there's there's something going on on campus. And it's bigger than even us. But if you want any hope of putting a stop to this shit, then the sad truth is you need us. And we're not your enemy. In fact, I think we have a common goal here to stop whatever's going on. And with your strength and my smartassery, I think we could get it done together. And you, you know what? You can even take all the credit and the glory. Maybe maybe get moved up to uh, military captain of Oakhurst, you know? He is so immune to your bullshit, Kane, oh, and he's so damn. determined that I'm not even going to let you roll for that. He looks at you and he says, so it's going to be that way. Huh. Oh, fuck. I guess so. Kane, I have one fucking question. If you don't give me the answer I'm looking for, she snaps the batteries again. That's your last warning. What is the founding circle? Mm. <laughs> what is the founding circle? We don't know that, right? We don't know. 
No. Yeah, Evelyn did some research on it with Coffee Bob's journal. She did find that it mentioned something about a circle being broken, but I don't think she's told any of you. Obviously, Kane's gonna say, What? As you're truly and utterly confused by that question and the battery sparks again, our camera's going to fade away from you no. as Bull Steel <laughs> creeps closer. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. Hi everyone, Eric your MC here, just wanting to take the time to thank you so much for all of your support. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share with your RPG-loving friends and family, and don't forget to follow us at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. If you enjoy the show and you want to hear a little more of our characters, I highly recommend that you check out our first secret arc, Leadership, that is a one-off arc featuring 11 players. And all of that can be found at www.talltaletheater.com with all of our information. You can get two of the episodes, the first one's released for free. Parts two and three can be yours for only $3, and that's over four hours of content. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Our camera opens on Reed Moore. Yes, sir. So, Reed, you are looking face-to-face -face with an angry pony. What do you do? Oh, it takes a drag of my cigarette. <laughs> Blow it in the pony's face. <laughs> yes. Say, what the hell kind of shit show dorm is this anyway? <laughs> Basically, he's flipping out because Iris just took off. At this point, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what the hell just happened. He just got attacked by a, by a pony. Uh, Iris went running. He doesn't know if she was lying, if she was the murderer, if she knows if there, if there even was a body at this point. But he knows they know something. So, basically, I think he would try to get by... Wipe, wipe the blood off of his face if it, if it cracked his nose and uh, try to dart after Iris. So, Reed, let's have you roll plus cold. Hold steady. Okay, plus cold. Yeah, I want to see kind of how you deal with it and then what you do after that. Alrighty, so there we go. That, oh, that's a five. Okay, no, no. so Reed, with that number, you're you're terrified, you know? Okay. Iris is getting away, your story is running away, you're face-to-face -face with a pissed-off pony, your nose job is all fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's a lot of factors here that we're working against you. Now give me a volatile roll. And I got a nine. Hey! Okay, nice. okay. So, on a nine, Dan, you get to pick. You get away, but you choose one of these. A, you cause a big scene. B, you run into direct you run directly into something worse, 
or mm-hmm. C, the scariest person there gets a string on you. Ooh. <laughs> I am going to... I'm going to cause a big scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell me how you would like to get around carrots. Well, right now, I, I, t- I pick up my glass of scotch that I had my hand smashed <laughs> on the floor after blowing my smoke into, the, into this pony's face. What the fuck kind of shit show is this? Jesus Christ! Are you kidding me right now? I'm here just to do a story. What? Who lets a goddamn pony into a dorm room, for fuck's sake? Get the fuck out of my way, you stupid-ass horse! I try to shimmy past the horse. I get out in the hall, tip o- almost trip over the tray or the... the that little cart that I had wheeled up pretending I was a waiter, knock that over, it goes flying. I'm completely discombobulated, half dizzy from getting hit, half out of sorts because I don't know the dorm. I, I run downstairs in pursuit of the, the direction I think Iris might have gone in, but I really have no idea. <laughs> so, Reed, you inhale a big drag of your cigarette, blown Carrots' face. That starts to disorient the pony. Uh, if Iris, if you were here, you would hear him go, Oh, God, oh, cigarettes. <laughs> he backs away, kind of coughing, trying to breathe. Reed, you can make your escape. Uh, now, because you chose to pick a seam, you're going to dash out, and the moment you enter the stair flight, you're going to fall down the first flight of stairs. <laughs> you're just so disheveled. And it doesn't take you any harm, though. You had enough uh, scotch whiskey there to uh, make that fall pretty fucking graceful. So as you fall, though, you're going to end up <laughs> in the lobby, and you are running after Iris. You see her just sneak out of the front door. And, Reed, as you make your way down, you trip on the marble floor, and you slide on the polish, splattering on the ground. Your cigarette rolls out of the way. Some of the blood from your nose scatters on the ground, staining the floor. And you see Jeeves and all the waiting staff and a bunch of students are looking at you, very concerned. (laughs) And Reed, as you're kind of frozen in that moment, we're going to reverse to see Iris's version of what just happened in those moments. So Iris, what do you do? Um, does she run into Jeeves? Yeah, so you run down to the very bottom and Jeeves, uh, you see Jeeves in the lobby go, Madam Iris, what's going on? Oh my gosh, there's so much happening. I don't know what to do. I drank scotch. Why is it bad? And then, never mind. Um, listen, there's a man upstairs who was dressed as a waiter who came into my room and, um, and he's, there's bad stuff is happening, but basically, um, he wants me to take me somewhere. Oh, I don't know how to do this. This isn't going well. Um, but he's coming down the stairs and he's chasing after me and I just, I need him to be stopped. Um, so I can... Get away, I think. If this is Reed Moore, you need to be careful, Iris. You're on your own. They took Kane. Yes, I saw Bullsteel take him away. Iris, this is very important. Perhaps, perhaps don't run from Reed Moore. Use him to your advantage. You see, you don't stop a stream. You simply divert it at its source. Do you, well, do you understand? Divert a stream of water? Yes, you cannot stop the stream, so use it to your advantage. You can put rocks in the stream. Yeah, but it won't stop the stream. <laughs> okay, right. It begins um. three minutes of semantics over yeah. stream. <laughs> he's, he's talking about how to build a dam to her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so you're saying I should, I should not run from him and try and get him to help me. I think you should embrace the power and prestige that he has, Iris. Use it to your advantage. In your situation, people might not believe you, but, well, they will believe Reed Moore. He's famous. Okay, okay. I'm gonna need, um, I'm gonna need animals. Do you have, like, a bunch of chickens? 
Yes, we have an assortment of animals in the barn outside for our petting zoo days, but of course you know that, Iris. Can you tell him to meet me in the barn? Y yes. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try something. <laughs> and tell Carrots to come too. I I don't know where Carrots is. He's wandered off. If you see him, tell him to come to the barn. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Is this what you were thinking? I don't presume <laughs> to think for you, Madam Iris. You okay. tend to surprise me every day. <laughs> I tend to surprise myself because I don't really think past a minute. Most of the time. Um, <laughs> yes, well. Okay, um, divert the stream. Got it. Okay, I'm going to go into the barn and, um, whew, I really wish I could think better on my feet, but okay, just, I guess have him come there and just maybe be on the lookout in case I scream, in case he's killing me. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so, as, so as you run out, um, you oh can god. see Iris as you're making your way out. You can actually see Reed up on the top of the stairs and he kind of clocks you and you dart into the barn. Reed, you run down, you wipe out of the floor, you get back up, everyone's looking at you. But you notice like no one's trying to stop you and Jeeves just goes like, um, sir, you are wanted in the barn. Wanted in the barn. It was just, is this that little one, that Iris one, who who, who you just saw went went by there? Yes, yes, sir. So would would you like a a, a, a a towel, sir? And he hands you a hot towel. Uh, no, thank you. But do you have an extra cigarette? That was my last one. I just dropped. Oh, um, what what is your what is your brand? Sir? Oh, never mind. I'll go meet her in the barn. Oh, um, yes. Oh, okay, sir. Well, do try to have a good good day. <laughs> and, Reed, as you run out in the rain, your makeshift butler outfit's getting soaked through. You come through the barn, and Iris, what the hell does he see? I'm just looking at Iris with a bunch of all the farm animals behind her that she's got ready for backup. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Reed, you're looking at a bunch of chickens around Iris and like two ferrets yeah. as well joining the party. So Iris, what did you say to these animals to win them on your side She here? basically said there's a bad man who called Carrots a donkey and was treating him real bad and she needs to get him on her side, but in case things go wrong, she needs to learn to respect the animals. Iris, I'm going to have you roll manipulate an NPC, but add plus one, because you are talking to animals, and okay. that's your strength, after all. Oh, yes. That's an 11. So the chickens are going like, Wah! nobody calls carrots a donkey. Wah! And they get all pissed, and the two <laughs> ferrets go on either of your shoulders, and they kind of rub their claws together, and they go, oh, yes, let's do this. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so bad at making intimidating speeches, but you guys make me feel more confident. I will claw into his abdomens and it like points its like oh tiny god. little claws. <laughs> okay, let's let's hold off on the violence unless he starts coming at us. The barn door swings open. And <laughs> Reed, you're looking at Iris with two ferrets on either one of her shoulders with like ten angry chickens <laughs> on various uh, heights of the barn, all just <laughs> Staring at you fixed. Reed looks up again, just kind of looking around, wipe, still wiping himself off, still all disheveled, still wiping his face, looking at his bruises, looks around, sees all the animals and said, what the hell kind of university is this? It looks like a low-rent production of Animal Farm. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me? Can you tell me what the hell is going on? First you run away from me, then I'm told you meet you in the barn. What is going on, Iris? Well, first off, Mr. 
Oh, what was your last name? More. This is a barn, and these are animals. I mean, it's a farm. So you're right. This is an animal farm. <laughs> That's been established. <laughs> now, can you tell me what's going on? Mm, yes. Okay. Well, the thing is, I don't like that you were bullying me, and we should be working together. So here's what I propose. And if you try to come near me, these ferrets said they'll claw your stomachs out or something, so don't come any closer. Fair enough, I'm not an animal guy. Talk. I'm interested. I don't like hurting people, so I don't want to hurt you. But I don't like when you hurt some of my friends. I don't want to hurt anyone. I just want to get to the bottom of this story. I'm just trying to do my job here. So you know something. I'm not trying to bully you. I just want to know what you know. Iris, someone got murdered. You know something about it. Let's get to the bottom of this together. I'm willing to work with you. Okay, but just so you know, there's bigger bad problems out there. You're going after the wrong bad problem. There's a bigger bad problem out there, and my friends can probably help. So maybe we should meet up with them as long as you cooperate and stop trying to implicate me and my friends because we're the good guys and we're trying to stop these bad things on campus. Hey, listen, you helped me get to the bottom of this. You helped me get a story. I am willing to work with you. This is all I wanted, Iris. Take me to your friends. So you promise you're not going to try to get any of my friends in trouble? I just want to get to the bottom of this story. Okay. All right, then. But I'm taking these ferrets with me for protection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to go apeshit like that giraffe or whatever it was back up there in your dorm? <laughs> as soon as you say that, you hear <laughs> behind you, Reed, and you see that Carrots has been sent out by Jeeves. And, and Carrots is standing right behind you. And, and Iris, you hear him go, call me a giraffe one more time, pretty boy. Carrots, Carrots, Carrots. He's okay right now. I hate giraffes. I hate giraffes, the filthy animals. Giraffes are lovely, and you're lovely too. Okay. Oh, thanks, doll. Carrots, do you want to come with me? Okay. I'm... I don't normally do this when I'm not on the job, but, uh... You can hop on. And he offers you his back. <gasps> oh my god, if I kill Carrots in this arc, I'm gonna be so upset. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um Iris says, okay, Carrots is fine. And then she slowly like hops on his back and I'm assuming like the two ferrets are like slunk, slinked around her neck is like kind of like a boa. Okay, so whose abdomens are we clawing out? Please, come on. You, got, you gotta satisfy this itch that we have now. Well, we're going after bad people who took Kane, and I don't know what other bad stuff is, but if there is bad stuff, I will... Oh, no, I can't let you do that. Do these bad people have abdomens? Maybe, but <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Okay, okay um... Reed? The whole time Reed is kind of looking around like, just take me, I want to get to the bottom of this story. And he looks around <laughs> and he says, Jesus, Jesus Christ, it feels like a demented farmer in the dell up in here. <laughs> Reed? Yes. I can hear you. Okay, let's go. Carrots, carrots, let's 
Onward. <laughs> yes, of course, you got it all. Now, Carrots is a pony, so his kind of carry weight isn't a whole lot. So he clops over to you, Iris. Now, Reed, just for clarification, are you going to kind of jog or run along if Iris would be the one to ride Carrots? Yeah, I'll, I'll Reed kind of like, as he says that whole Jesus Christ, like a demented farmer in the dollop in here, he kind of picks up the pace and, and starts kind of <laughs> jogging alongside. He just wants to get to the, he just wants to get there and, and and figure this out already. So at this point, he's like, "This is crazy. I'll just go along with it." I feel like Reed is good at cardio, though. Like, I feel like he's yes, like... he would be. Yeah, he's in shape. He's a he's a pretty fit guy. So he's he's cool with this. He's okay. He can keep up. Iris is impressed. <laughs> <laughs> and as you make your way out of the treetops courtyard, essentially with the fountain and the beautiful palm trees, as you round that bend, you almost directly collide with Doctor Egan, Zach, and Evelyn. <gasps> Friends! <gasps> Hi! Uh, hello, and, and I'm in my um, disguise, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, okay. sorry. Um, oh, hi, Iris! Uh, Mr. Mr. Moore, we were looking for you. Um, okay, guys, he's working with us to help solve the bigger mystery on campus and hopefully help get Kane back. Oh, perfect! Um, that's actually why we're here, Mr. Moore. Well, it's great. I don't know what changed your mind that you finally want to talk to me. I'm not here to get anybody in trouble. I just want to figure out who killed Abel. Excuse me, boss! Boss, yeah. excuse me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see this guy with a rocking neck beard running up to oh you with the camera God. and an umbrella oh, no. over the camera going, I got you your triple triple, here you go! Oh, thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. is, is there anything else that I can do? Uh, hold on. He takes a sip of the, the coffee. <laughs> spits it out. The hell is this? This is not coffee. I don't even know if this is tea. What the hell is this? I don't know. I'm just trying an organic blend. I'm sorry. No. Uh, Iris, uh, you, you and all your animals, you some kind of vegetarian. I don't know. Do you want this coffee or whatever the hell it is? Um, I don't really do coffee. It makes me too crazy, but... Um, I could maybe help you get a good cup of coffee. Hi, I'm Iris, and she says that to the his his cameraman. Uh, hi, hi, Iris. Okay, okay. So I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna get you another. Uh, you want a, you want a large triple triple with two two espressos? What's what's your name? Um, I, I it does I don't think it matters. If you go if you go to the treetops dorm, um, Jeeves can help you get really good coffee. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'm gonna. Whew. Alright, and he like picks up his knees and just starts starts running again on his endless search to get a good cup of coffee. Iris yeah. Iris kinda smiles at Reed and then like Um guys, I I just wanna say, so Reed's on our side, like I said, he promised not to hurt any of us, and hopefully he will find a bigger story that's more important, um to 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 uncover the truth of that that's kind of why i'm here um uh he hello sir um I, I recognize you from tv i'm a, I'm a big fan oh, although your you. nose looks a little different on tv I, I gotta fix that up when we get back yes go on i, I work with officer bullsteel and um well i, I don't like to tell him my my, my superiors but i i, I just i've been feeling real guilty so, um, I thought these these two students here said that, that you would be a good person to talk to about this. Um, so, long time ago, 
there was a, a student. Um, do you remember that that kid that kid named Chadley, the one that that uh, was accused of murder, but we found out that Coffee Bob actually did it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yes, yes. Um, well, I was at I was at the station when when he was arrested, and uh, well, I saw Bull Steel kind of roughing him up in the interrogation room, just a bit. Mm. Iris's Iris's eyes go wide, and she looks to the and then she looks to the others. Actually, more than more than just a bit. Um, there was blood, and uh, and and well, well. Since then, we haven't really heard from Chadley, and well, we're a little worried. See, the people who were there that saw this, we think that maybe Bull Steel was involved because you know Chadley's dad is is real connected, and and you know I, I think that Bull Steel doesn't want to get caught for for being uh, for for police brutality so we think that some he did something to, to oh. Chadley oh my god you think Bull still did something to Chadley and now and now the, this this able person is uh well we think he might be involved Bull steel able that's like a connection okay le- let me get this straight here Bull steel was the big burly guy who uh, who, who took your friend Kane yeah yeah a real big giant guy mm-hmm. big giant guy talked really rough you think he is the one who is behind the killings. You think he is the one who might have killed Abel? That's what I think. And, and, and you know what? Uh, you didn't hear from me. Um, uh, if you if you run into me again, I will totally deny I ever talked to you. In fact, I, I'll act as if I didn't even recognize you. <laughs> Amazing, Kim. <laughs> this bull guy is your superior. You're ratting him out. Now, what do you kids know about this? You obviously know something going on about a bigger story. I want to know what you know, because you're hiding. Something is not adding up here. What do you know? Does Do you know anything about this bull steel character? Oh, dude, I know that he assaulted me uh, 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 during my test, my, my end of midterm test. Midterm? I can't even remember because he assaulted me so bad. He's never been nice to students, and, and actually I've put in a couple plaints, complaints about him to Human Resources. And she's going to be looking at Iris like, kind of like, okay, go along with this. Can you pin me, pin anything, take me somewhere, to the body, wherever it is, can you, if you can show me a shred of evidence that points to this guy, we've got something big here. I, what do you think, officer? I, I think we can um, take you to the lake. I mean, we, we, we got our men out there digging, and, and we, we think we might have we might have found a, a place where there's some soil disturbed, so um, we could go out there right now if you want. My God, that's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the love of God, take me there. Okay, wait, wait. After that, though, I mean, we can go to the body if you really want, but after that, knowing what you just told me about Bullsteel and Chadley, I'm worried about Kane. No, uh, Kane. Uh, 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 who is this Kane person? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yes, um, Kim. Keep it alive. Yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's he's my he's my boyfriend. Um, that that Bullsteel just took away. Oh no. Oh, that's not good. You're telling me not only could we potentially solve this murder by pinning it on, by, by realizing that bull, this bull steel guy did it, but we might actually stop him from killing another student. Uh, yes, I would really like him to stop from killing my boyfriend, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we need evidence, because if, if we don't have evidence, then we, we can't take action against bull steel. He's pretty powerful. 
Okay, carrots onward. I, Iris starts like galloping ahead. Now she's really scared. <laughs> she legit thinks that Full Steel killed Chadley. Take me to the body. Get my cameraman, Kenny. Kenny, Brian, whatever your name is, get over here and bring that camera with you. All right, and he's he's like running, and you see that he's brought like five different cups of coffee in that like coffee Tim Hortons sleeve thing, um, just so that one of them is right. He's like, here you go. I got your coffee, sir. Jesus, what are you doing? Drop the coffee. I didn't order any coffee. Get your damn camera for God's sakes. Oh he drops the he drops the coffee, picks up the camera, and just follows you. Oh Come on, Reed, start running again and do your sexy run. Come on. No, I'm going to assume if you want to, I'll get there quickly. Um, Reed, do you want to take your news van and the others? You can either take Elizabeth's or Zach's car. Oh, sure. Yeah. Probably go in Zach's car. Yeah. Just because we don't know I'm Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, right, right. So we, we'll, we'll load up in Zach's car, and Reed, you'll also have your your news van. Okay, sounds good. And Iris, you're on a fucking pony. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Flying like as, wind. Yeah, so as Iris is on this pony with, like, two vans driving on either side of her, and they're they're galloping in, into the rain of the night, hurrying towards the lake, making haste. Um... Iris, do you want to check in with Kane right now? Like, is there anything you want to do now to make sure he's okay? Or, or do yeah, you I was just, I was just gonna say that actually. Yeah, now that she, well, she thinks that Kane might be in trouble because she thinks that Chadley was murdered by Bullsteel. <laughs> I, I, I think I want to try using Jimmy stuck down the well. Hey, Yay! okay. Nice. Jimmy stuck down the well. Mm. Jimmy stuck down the well. Roll the dice and see <laughs> oh, where Jimmy please. is. Jimmy stuck down the well. <laughs> Come on, dice gods, be kind to me again. Oh my god, okay, yes, that's- Oh my gosh, how am I rolling so well? That's an 11. Oh! Yay. So <gasps> what do you get for rolling an 11 for Jimmy Stuck Down the Well? So basically, 10 plus, you know where to go and get there just in time. Uh, it's there just in time. You know where to go, they're get there just in time. Yeah, so the- The way that I'm going to interpret this move for Iris, okay, just because just I don't want it to be- general um, psychicness or general like ESP basically um, because some some characters have a little bit of that already Iris how she's going to be able to see these events is she's actually going to close her eyes and feel the energy of the nearest plant or animal in the area mm -hmm. and nice. she will be able to see it through that kind of eye perfect and mm -hmm. Iris you close your eyes and you're instantly brought to a flying owl in the sky and the owl is looking on this massive forest that you see is even slightly past the lake of Oakhurst and you see a, a very dark van with tinted out windows driving in what looks to be like a, a um, an off-road loop in the forest kind of in a circular loop and you see light kind of ejected from it and you think you hear Kane screams <gasps> Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Uh, I think she stopped. She's like, Carrot, stop, stop, stop. Whoa, what, what, what is it? Um, 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 okay. Uh, she kind of like waves the others. The van slammed, stopped. <laughs> Reed jumps out. Camera guy kind of bumbles out behind him, holding the camera, getting it already. <laughs> He's holding the camera, just trying to get the lens right. Fucking lens cap. Oh. Mike, get the lens cap off and focus. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Um, 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 uh, Reed, everything's fine. I just need a minute of, um, 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 girl talk. Um, some girl talk, just for a second. 
Um, Don't get shady on me here, Iris. We need to get to the bottom of this. I, I'm not getting shady, I promise. Um, Zach, why don't you tell Reed um, about Bullsteel? More about Bullsteel for just one second. I am so sorry. And she runs and grabs uh, uh, Evelyn and Egan and just nope, pulls them to she doesn't know I'm me. Oh, shit. Okay, fine. Evelyn. Just Evelyn. Hey, what's going on, Iris? Um, I just got a vision and I can't really tell read about it because he doesn't know I'm magical, but I was able to connect with an owl in the sky. It was really cool. I've never done it before, but I wanted to. Um, but anyway, I just saw... I just explained everything I, that I that I saw in the vision north of the lake and heard Kane screaming, I think he's in trouble. I don't know if I should just go there right now. I mean, I could fly there and get there really fast. Okay, no, no, no. Um, look, I think if <gasps> things seem to be as bad as they are, there's power in numbers. I think we need, we need to go together. And look, we will... I, I promise you, we will go over there. Ooh. We will, we will rescue Kane. But we need to go to the lake first, and we need to, we need to show Reed the body. Okay, but what if he dies in the process? I cannot have that on me, and I will never forgive you. Boss, I finally got the lens cap off. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Good job, Jason. Good job. <laughs> Yeah, as they're getting back into va the van, Evelyn just looks at Zach and she's like, keep an eye on Iris. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> and our camera fades as we end with all of you beelining it to the lake, two cars flanking a running pony. Kane, we cut back to you and your face is completely bloodied. You have one black eye and you're kind of drooped down. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to give you any more harm right now. I'm going to say that the damages that you suffered are, you're, you're weak and you're hurting, but it's not like you're life-threatened yet. You're not at three harm potential is okay. what I mean right Yeah, now. I'm at two right now, so we're good. Uh, but you're looking fucked up. <laughs> and your, your shirt is even kind of burned from the battery, and you're exhausted. And Bull Steel goes... Kate, I really didn't want to have to do this. I thought my informant told me that you would be relatively easy to end and to get this out of. So please give me what I want. First, you owe me some new aviators. Second, <laughs> and an idea kind of strikes. Shouldn't really be taking advice from children, shouldn't you? Nice. <laughs> Kane, you have the misplaced optimism of the doomed about you, my friend. This is not a bargaining game. Do you understand? Kane, I think you know who is helping me. I'm told that you're somewhat of a friend of our mutual acquaintance. Yeah, you could say that. Do you know what he said to me, Kane? Tell a story. He said to me that in the end of this, it's going to be you or I who's going to bear his standard and save the college. Oh, Kane's eyes, to the best of their puffy ability, like, widen the fuck up. He's like, oh my god, I have a chance out of this. Okay, continue. And I'm not going to let it be you. I'm superior, I'm smarter, I'm stronger. Kane, it's nothing against you. I'm sure you're fine when you're not murdering innocent people. However, only one of us can save the campus. It's already been deemed, and it's going to be me. So tell me what I need, and let me kill you quickly. Oh my god. I don't want to make you suffer, Kane. 
Kane thinks, ooh, this is really juicy for him. Like, his mind is racing right now. The fact that there's, like, there might be another out. So you're telling me that whoever solves this case, you say, whoever brings down this evil on campus, they don't have to go to hell? Well, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I you do realize that's what's at stake, right? You thick-headed piece of shit. I know what's at stake, and and he just a big punch in the gut oh. that just sends your body lurching forward. And he goes, "I know what's at stake. Trust me." But that's not what he. You know what? What what happens when we die? That's our own decision, Kane. You and I made that. But what matters when we live? We have a chance to make a difference. And our. Mutual acquaintance has told me that it will be one of us who will bear the standard that he gives us and save the campus. He didn't even tell you what the standard is, and he's supposed to be your friend? Listen, I don't think you have the balls, Bull Steel, to withstand what happens at the end. And frankly, since I have the upper hand of knowing what it is... There's no way in fucking hell I'm letting you succeed and find out what's going on. And in this moment, he wants to activate the formula to become, like, demonically infused with kind of rage and power. And he wants to try to break, if he can, his cuffs or whatever is holding behind his back. And he's going to straight up fight Bullsteel if he can. <laughs> so, Kane, just before you do that, you do feel the car slowing down. And one of the people driving says, hey, Sergeant, you better come check a look at this. There's a roadblock up ahead. So, Kane, with that in mind, do you still want to go and turn? He has that in his back pocket. The, mo the moment an opportunity arises, I'll let you know. He'll hold on to it. Um, we'll basically do a D&D &D thing, and I'll say that you have it prepped. So, like, okay. I, 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 I won't even have you roll dark for that ag again. Um, like, I'm kind of making a roll with some of the other magic. When you want to do it, you're there. You, you've had enough time to focus on it that I think you don't need to kind of get the mojo to do it. You okay, know what I mean? cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Cool. So, I'm going to say it, it's, at, it's at your beck and call. Whenever you come back from your little distraction, just let this ruminate. You need me, Bullsteel. I know more about the situation. I know more about the friend that we have that's mutual. And I know more about what's going to go down in the end if one of us fails. So you can punch me as much as you fucking like. But at the end of the day, I hold all the power. And no amount of bicep curls is going to change that. <laughs> he looks... He looks fucking livid at you and he just turns around and says all right slow down stop at stop at the road stop and he looks at you and he, he gags you and says shut the fuck up or we're gonna have a problem and he kind of goes up to the front you see that there's there's a a kind of compartment that's cutting off the driving section and the back section and he walks through that compartment seemingly to um attend the roadblock and as he opens the door you see a quick glimpse, Kane, of the roadblock, and you see that Fox Holly is standing out in front. Fox Holly? Interesting. Huh. Hmm. And you can hear her go, Sergeant Bullsteel, what, what are you doing here? I thought you were leading the search in the woods. <laughs> and you hear him go, ah, yes, Captain, I, uh, I, I was, but, um... You see, we, we didn't find anything. We've had people digging there for some hours, so I wanted to get into the investigation van and see if, uh... <laughs> he just starts screaming. <laughs> the, 
the van is soundproofed and like uh, that it's not really getting through what what you do here is kind of him also saying you know we figured we'd get in the uh the, the security van and, and and do a perimeter we think someone might be trying to cover their tracks now that we're out ah uh, yes that's that's very good thinking bull steel thank you and as they're talking kane it's almost like their voices kind of go from normal to as your vision gets almost more focused and from the darkness, from behind you, you hear, Oh dear. What a situation you've got yourself in. <laughs> hmm. And you feel a tiny hand on your shoulder. Whose side are you on, man? Kane, that is an excellent question. And he waves his hand, and Kane, a bone stool appears before him that he sits on. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a handkerchief and begins to wipe your face and wipe the blood, and he says to you, Oh, what a big old mess Bullsteel made. What a silly goose. You know, honestly, I think you're just lying to the guy. If there's something evil that he... Well, fuck, there is something evil on campus. Uh, I very, very much doubt that you want it to go away, whatever it is. Kane, have you ever considered that I didn't tell either of you the entire truth? No, actually. And he actually just kind of starts <laughs> laughing, because at this point, what does he have to lose? Like, he's just sitting there taking it. <laughs> I was telling Bull Steel a little bit of the truth. You know most of it, but the one thing you didn't know is that I do want someone to bear my standard. Kane, there's a lot of things that have to happen on campus, and a lot of big things are going to be happening very quickly. And I need someone that I can trust. I need someone who will do exactly what I say because, well, I hold their soul in my pocket. But here's the thing. I only want the strongest one. And Mo, well, Mo Picton, let's say, wasn't the strongest one. He was um, more fuel than anything, and now that he's dead, what a shame. But that's okay, because now it's between you and Bull Steel, and that's a way more fun fight. <laughs> Can I can't afford to have someone that I don't trust or that I don't think is the strongest when the time for battle comes. I need someone that I know is going to win, because... Because you're afraid of this thing. Whatever the fuck is going on is above and beyond you. You fucking need me. You're prepping me. His green eyes flash for a second and you, Kane, you do see he doesn't, he doesn't dispute that fact. Listen. <sighs> wow. All right. We... You know we have the same goal. You know I want whatever's on campus to stop, too. And you want your deal done as well? Fine. Maybe maybe we can figure something out. But for now, I'm on your side, okay? I need you as much as you need me, believe it or not. Kane, I'm going to promise you this. If you win, if you can prove to me that you're stronger than Bull Steel, whatever that means to you, he bops you on the nose. I will make sure that he never bothers you again. You have a deal. Good luck. I can't wait to see how this happens. I got some popcorn and 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 uh, uh, juicy fruits. This is gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> and he claps his hands, and and uh, you you almost get snapped out of this trance as you feel the car begin to speed up again. And you hear, uh, Sergeant, that was, that was too close. I, I, I don't really know about this. I said, shut the fuck up and keep driving. All right. When your kids are safe, when no one dies because of this, you're going to thank me. Now keep going. 
Yes, yes, sir. And he puts it in drive, and he keeps driving, and Bullsteel rears his head back and goes, Now, where were we? Kane, um, does he still have his gag on? I'll just say Bullsteel pulls it away. Kane, Kane calls out to the driver, can he hear me? Uh, yeah, sure. He says, Hey, driver, you, you watch boxing at all? Uh, Sergeant, should, should I answer? No, don't listen to him. Keep fucking driving. If you do, I suggest you start keeping count right now of the points in this fight. And then he engages his formula self and he wants to break out and he's gonna fucking fight Bullsteel right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. god. Okay, I want you to roll plus volatile right now. Okay, so alright, so with the formula then. So that'll bump up my volatile from a negative one to a plus one. Okay. Which isn't the best, but we'll see how it goes. Oh god. Please, 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 dice gods. Okay, that's a ten. Yes. That's a 10! Oh my god! Uh, yes, oh my yes, god. yes, yes, So, Kane, describe exactly what happens. Because I, I feel like, as you say, like, you better keep track, your voice, like, drops as you start to turn. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Zach's most metal song is from the Hive starts playing, the guitar kicks in, yes. he fucking flexes, his leather jacket rips off completely, the, uh, the handcuffs break from... Uh, behind him on either side and he just bull rushes bull steel and tries to slam him out of the back door of this van so we fly out and I want to fight him like well we'll just see what happens with that <laughs> okay so as Kane's eyes turn and you see kind of his veins fill with that like black ink and his hair gets gray he transforms and the chair breaks and Bull Steel like backs away and he's like, impossible. <laughs> and Kane, you just jump and tackle on Bull Steel. And I'll say, you don't have enough to he he's really big. He's like three or four times your weight, even with this. So you tackle him uh, to the ground. And I'm gonna say it's not enough juice to knock him out, but you two are now rolling around in the back as the driver goes, Sergeant, what should I do? And he's like, keep fucking driving! And you you pin Bullsteel to the ground and you deliver one solid punch and his head hits your fist and bounces back off the ground. And you see a massive cut comes down his lip and he takes one harm from that. And he looks at you and he's like, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> oh, yes. And he, and now you two are like kind of pit, trying to pin each other in the back. Oh, Kane's gonna go all in. Like even if he has to become his darkest self, like he does not care. He's 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 doing this. He's securing his spot. <laughs> and as Kane and Bull Steel head into our very own monster mash, or should I say, demon mash, our camera fades away. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. 
we will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.